The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now with everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brush nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid through October 5th while supplies last. You're listening to the Godfather of Sports Radio, doing a podcast. Here's Tony Bruno. And let's play a taste, because we have two of them. Yes. One is a musical one. It's not very long. Mm-hmm. And the second one is a compilation of clips with the great Kirk Cousins nice. interspersed, talking about how much you like it. There you go. Isn't it lovely? Do you like it? Do you think it will do? I like it a lot. You like that? Crude, but uh, I like it. You like that? I like it. Simple, easy to remember. You like that? Hope you like it, because you can't return it. You like that? I... Mmm, it must be very expensive. You like that? Well, my wife and I like it. You like that? It's Italian. (laughs) Do you like it? Oh, it's exquisite. Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. And there you have it, the year I like that remix. Do you like that? I like it. It was awesome. Is that good? That's a lot of work. Robin went through. I mean, we had to find. Like 50 clips from different movies and TV shows where the term I like that or do you like it is in there. And Robin did a brilliant job. Let me give her a roaring round of applause. Absolutely. That's a lot of work. Oh, let me soak this up because I don't get this one very often. No, very listen, I, I haven't told you when you were putting it together. That's what she said. That's what she said. Do you like it? Should, it? should I do the other remix real quick since we're on it? Yeah, let's do sure. it. This is a little more hip-hop remix. Sing it, Chingy. <laughs> Give it a chance. It's a yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. You like that? <laughs> we we got we, we got to get that drop, man. Yeah. Oh, we have it. Yeah, yeah. Where is it? We put it in the system. <laughs> Did you put it in yours or mine? Right? Is it in rotation? It Where is it? It's in heavy rotation. It's in heavy now. rotation. Like yeah, there it is. Boom. Like exactly. <laughs> you know how it works in this world. Something's hot. You oh, burn it into great. the ground. Yeah. Right? Especially the with the uh, Twitter now. That's going to be in heavy rotation. Yes. You pop when when Joe Theismann comes on in a few minutes, you know I'm going to say, "Hey, Joe, <laughs> Notre Dame Temple." Yes, he does. So we'll play that until uh, because that's what you know. People of all the stuff we do, people remember the silly oh, yeah. memes and stuff. sound effects sure. and stuff that we play, like and all that. these dumb things that we that's do. That's part of you, Tony. You that's know, part you know, of your whole. Times uh, I hear people in the street still going like, "I eat." Yeah, yeah, I yeah just exactly. the, the simplest. It's legendary. Know, well, it's quote, not even me saying it. I hear you. It's just me playing it, right? But that's because you know. we find these little nuggets uh-huh. of athletes, entertainers. Somebody says, "I mean." Kirk Cousins, yeah. mild-mannered guy, yeah. and he goes off. Well, he'll be legendary for that. And time. it was funny. It was. And it's it will great. be used. For, he'll be now memorialized for forevermore right. by dropping the, you like that. Yeah. You like that? You like that? And I was trying to find a clip that I used to have on my show when I was in L.A. that one of my producers found from the Kim Kardashian porn movie. <laughs> Kim Kardashian superstar? <laughs> I, I, I like that. And let me tell you. So he used to have this. 
Say which one it was. Kim Kardashian superstar. superstar. Yeah, but the 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 the, the clip. So the clip, is... the, the movie was horrible. Oh, it was right? Horrible. Porn, and obviously yeah. Ray J put it together. Yeah. So it's this supposedly elaborately produced. Yeah. It wasn't like, like it wasn't like the uh, <laughs> Paris Hilton, which was shot in night vision. Right. Yeah. One yeah. of her boyfriends. So, so Tony, it's, it's yeah. this small clip. Uh, and I used to own. So so it was so vivid. Video bought the rights to <laughs> right. it. And because they bought all this, you know, this oh, any yeah. celebrity that had a porn movie, they bought the rights. They bought the rights, and they would market it. Uh-huh. So I had a copy of this Kim Kardashian super, which I never watched uh-huh. because everybody wanted to borrow it, right? Because I detested, <laughs> I've detested the Kardashians since day one. Exactly. Okay. Hey, yo, Matt, and this is one of the that, major you know? reasons. <laughs> so anyway, so did, did this. Clip... So I don't have the movie anymore because I gave it to somebody. And yeah. They never gave it back. But to the me. remix <laughs> clip is of Kim Kardashian going. I like that. Yeah. I like that. And yeah. so that's what I, I like that's that. the first so clip I thought of yeah. when I heard That'd be uh, great to mix those so together. Exactly. He doesn't yeah. have that you clip like anymore. That. Yeah. You like that. So he tells me because so I can pretty beat that to death by the end of the podcast. <laughs> so I can hey, I waited much... an hour and twenty minutes yeah, to, to bring it out. I just burned up the iPad right there. I should have come right out of the gate by playing. Exactly. I should have put put that on a nonstop loop for yeah. two hours and people would laugh. So I can pretty much find anything, right? So I'm like, okay, well, I can find, I can probably find the the original porn on, so, and, and I'll get the sound clip out of it. So you wouldn't believe it. So it's a 48 minute horrible, horrendous, porno. horrendous movie. Worst. I had ever. to watch the entire. So Robin's oh, sitting next to me. I'm, pull, yeah, I'm pulling bad, other Robin? clips. I'm going on another podcast, uh-huh. and then I said, Robin, you're going to have to go through it and find that clip where she says, "I like that." Uh-huh. I so, had watched the entire thing, and it's not there. I don't oh. know if they edited it out. Like, I don't yeah, know if that's what so I'm saying. Robin, go back to that other scene. 48 minutes of misery. Right. And then, like, the first time I watched it, I was hoping that I could just sort of, like, you know, fast forward a little bit here and there and there. And it's then, horrendous. So that didn't work. So yeah. then I, I did a little bit slower. Mm. That didn't work. Uh-huh. And then I had to watch the entire uh, thing. It's brutal. And normally, it's you know, brutal. you watch a movie and you're like, yeah. I mean, this movie is so reprehensibly bad. Oh, it was horrible. This was not a labor of love. No. This was torture. It was. Were watching <laughs> this and then I still it, didn't find it after all that. Even Invincible Picks wouldn't watch this movie once. <laughs> if they got a free copy of it and everybody was sitting around. Yeah. But yeah, it launched her career. Would, though, right, man? <laughs> it launched her career. It's what launched made her career. famous. Right, right, exactly. A lack of talent even in porn. Yep. She's not even good in porn. Exactly. At least she could be good at that. And then she tried a singing career. Remember that? Yeah, uh, yeah. And yeah. then Ryan Seacrest played her songs on his radio show. Yeah, yeah. Well, and people were like, brain. what the hell are you doing? Uh-huh, exactly. So Trying she to give her one, credibility. She wasn't even a one-hit wonder. She was a one-bomb wonder <laughs> in music. <laughs> The only thing she's done is market herself. God bless yeah. her. Oh, yeah. People they're, don't they're watch her, support her, and make her... B- and her, mother's right the, uh, the, her mother's the head henchman there. The downfall of the, our youth. Exactly. Youths. By the way, we need to give some love out to our social media people. people. Yeah, what's going on? Because people are listening live on Mixler, which you can during the show. Yeah, I'm involved with some heavy chat over here, Tom. Yes. You got chat? Are you in a chat room? So, uh, <laughs> Is that what was that chat room you were mentioning earlier tonight? Uh, it's or? the Mixler oh, chat yeah, room. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Fleek. not Mixler. Fleek. Fleek? Yeah, he's on Fleek. He's are in the Fleek, Fleek chat room. Everybody with good eyebrows oh, is in When there. people listen to... Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. When people listen to <laughs> Tony on, uh, on Mixler, you can chat along with the show. So right. What right, I yes. do over here is I respond. You're live to the chatting. Pe- yes, I'm yes. responding to the people. People like. What are the st- hot takes? Uh, you, I I can't mention what's going on here right now. It's, this is like a legit chat room. I don't on. want sexual talk and guys hitting on women. Joe usually yeah, does that after the show. Don't listen to the damn podcast, <laughs> Tony. All right. Age, sexual occasion. But let me give some love to our tweeps as well. Yes. Uh, Laura Hoff, eleven, saying, "Can Tony Bruno, Luigi Curto, Jay Corrado, and Miss Robin have the show go till the game's over, so I don't have to listen to Joe Buck?" Yeah, <laughs> that'd be a perfect world. In fact, when Fox went down last night, we almost did a live yeah. podcast to cover, and the ratings uh, went up. Exactly. <laughs> I like Joe. I mean, I don't, I don't know why people I love hate him. Fa- but... I love this father. I, get, I think it, I think part of it is because of the comparison to people that are my age and older. That I heard love, Jack. I love Jack, but 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 Joe is you not know, some. I just Joe it, is a solid. When you have Jack and Vince Scully to compare him, yeah, to. yeah, but I so mean, so his son who worked yeah. hard to get to that stage. I mean, he didn't just get handed the job. Yeah, I know. I just I like the old the old the old. I guys. do too, but they die. We all die. <laughs> this just in: we're all going to die. <laughs> Thanks for the update, Tony. You're welcome. That's breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be at Holy Cross. I'll You're not you getting that anywhere else. <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> This is breaking Some of us out. sooner than later. <laughs> Some of us may actually be around to finish this podcast if we're lucky. Speaking of dying, 
We have zombies out there. Yes. That is true. I don't mean like the people who are walking around with oh, their okay. cell phones and tweeting yeah. all day and walking We're not around up and down Columbus Boulevard. on social media yeah. or driving in their cars, texting and driving. <laughs> I'm talking about the real zombie apocalypse. Yes. Well, no, that's the real it's zombie well apocalypse. well underway, I think. The fake zombie apocalypse is going on on yeah. Halloween and, of course, on The Walking Dead. Yes. And then, of course, there's that, The Evil Dead, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, classic. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. What a classic. great. How great. Robin knows Bruce Campbell, right? Really? Weren't you working on a movie with him? Or was it Glenn Campbell? Yeah. No, no, Glenn Campbell. Oh, we know. actually know him, no. so he came into the studio. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. How about that? yes, he did. Legend. No, you're, um, I'm, I know uh, Hercules. Um. No, but there was a movie that when you were working Hercules, for the wacko Hercules. producer in L.A., Bruce Campbell was supposed to be he in. Would, but I never actually met him. Is oh, a wacko yeah, no. producer in L.A.? Yeah, Is that exactly. breaking news? No, he's in jail now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Karma's Get a bitch, let me tell you. <laughs> Robin worked for, work for a guy who was supposedly a guy who goes out and he has a script and he tries to find funding. Yes. You know, and you find people who will support your movie. Yeah. So Robin was under the guise that this guy was legit. So was working for a guy who was put, selling scripts uh-huh. about these movies, which were legitimate scripts. They were. Right. They were about, all legitimate scripts. So there was a lot of people who thought this entire thing was real. Right. But as I started working for him, because I'm no dummy. Yeah. You and um, something was wrong. Something wasn't quite yeah. right. It was and, a skew. And after I figured it out, then and I did more research on my own, found out that the guy was like scamming all these people for money. Wow. And he, that was not the first time he'd done he was like it. The music He'd done man. it before. Yeah. <laughs> no, he wasn't selling Maybe. kids uniforms and stuff. No, he wasn't taking it. was a modern day music man, time. Yeah. But, uh, but so anyway, this guy, Bruce Campbell, was actually going to be in one of, or at least was they were pr- approaching him. To be in one of the films that he had written, I think it was War Monkeys. That he yeah, was but you be shouldn't in. mention that stuff because I don't want to get sued by people. No, like the war, like War Monkeys, fantastic. Like the script is amazing. I really hope, stars. I hope that. that someday somebody makes it. They can uh. sue me, Tony. I, I got nothing. But anyway, <laughs> so Bruce Campbell is in the movie Evil Dead, right? Which is one of the greatest cult horror classic, movies. and you know well, with the chainsaw. So he's doing a, a series. Mm-hmm. And then he's got a big uh, movie coming on, thank on Halloween Day. Oh, nice. Which is a remake. It's like called uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. Oh, okay. And it's so preposterously over the top. Right. You know, that it's not. But people like that now. Yeah, because it's they funny. They like that Sharknado But, but, stuff it, but it's all? a humorous zombie movie. Yeah. I mean, you can tell it's preposterous. Right. It's not like, right. oh my God, that's a real zombie. You know, when he yeah, goes and yeah. shakes a chainsaw and goes flying through the air, right. you know it's a fake movie. Right. But Walking Dead is like so scary. Yeah. That it could be real. It's more real. Right. right. It's more well, realistic. And the only it, thing that makes it not real is that everybody who shoots a zombie uh-huh. always hits them in one shot right between the temples. Oh, really? Yeah, even good people who've never picked up a gun before. It's a good shot. What do you want? The, they, everybody that picks up a gun in the show <laughs> automatically no, shoots the guy right, or the zombie, the man, woman, whomever, yeah. right in the head on the first shot. Unlike stormtroopers no, well, and Star Wars that yeah. don't hit anything. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the worst name like. on the planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> it couldn't right. hit anything. The Imperial uh, all the training. Time, all the time practicing crime, you only practice a little target <laughs> practice. How about that? And they got those laser things. They, they, shot, yeah. they could shoot it's a lot of different... It's not even bullets, different... it's lasers. It's ridiculous. But anyway, we have... <laughs> Unfortunately, life imitates art, or art imitates life, or whatever that yeah, stupid saying is. Some people take these things a little too seriously, and we have a Walking Dead for real update. And let's go to your... Well, she's not a zombie. No. But she'll play one every once in a while <laughs> if you ask her to. Miss Robin. <laughs> Dayline, New Mexico. A New Mexico man named... Where is he? Damon Perry had been watching the hit TV series, The Walking Dead, beat his friend to death because he believed the victim was turning into a zombie. 23 years old, Damon Perry of Pruitt, New Mexico, which is approximately 80 miles west of Albuquerque, is charged with murder after allegedly attacking Christopher Paquin, also 23, with kicks, Punches, sharp edge objects, and items including a guitar and a microwave oven. The pair had been binge watching episodes of the popular AMC show, which centers on a zombie apocalypse. Perry told investigators he'd been drinking large amounts of alcohol. No, really? Shocker. Really? Shocker. Really? When his friend began to change into a zombie. <laughs> a which gran- is preposterous. Because you don't change unless no. you're bitten first or you die. Uh, right. Because we all have this virus within us. Therefore, when we die, we immediately change into a zombie or Correct. a walker. It triggers. So the this guy, no matter how drunk he is, would not he would have, have to know that his friend's not turning into a zombie unless, unless he, he thought first his dies. friend died because of like he passed out. And then he started to come around. Really? So, I mean, that could be how he 
made the mistake, but a Grant police detective said the murder was one of the weirdest and most gruesome homicides he's ever seen. Perry's being held at the Cibola County Detention Center on wow. a $800,000 cash-only bond. Wow. I'm sure this 23-year-old's not going to scrape up $800,000 yeah, exactly. cash money, homie. You know what that story's called? Wednesday in Florida. Oh! <laughs> So no, even here's so so. Here's the situation. Friends are watching the movie or yes. the, the TV series. Friend yeah. passes out from too much alcohol. Right. He starts to come around and he's like getting sick to his stomach and he's like. Oh, so he's uh, and the guy you know, thinks he's transforming. And he thinks he's transforming, right. and there you have it. And there you have it. And you heard. I mean, you go back. You you, you heard what he used to kill his buddy. I mean, this yeah. is not funny. Yeah, no. right. What, what were the weapons that he used? He used. Um, well, first he used kicks and punches. Mm-hmm. Right. So he then went he, with the martial the arts. Martial yes. arts. Yes. Iron Stone, and I'm gonna be. I'm a martial arts yeah. expert. Everybody all of was a kung fu I'm fighting. Bruce Lee. Yeah. But obviously, you know, you can't kill a zombie by no, that. No, you no. have to. You know. So then he went with sharp edged. Objects, oh, okay, and a couple of items which included a guitar. I'm assuming he broke it and then tried to stab right. him with him or something, uh-huh. and a microwave oven. Oh, was you going to nuke him? I get. Yeah. I mean, like if if all else microwave fails, just oven. throw the whole oven at him. Well, you would smash the zombie's head. Yeah. I heard he cooked it for three and a half minutes, and then he added added powdered cheese. (laughs) Powdered cheese? Yeah, he made a little, uh, you know, and then he made some hot dogs. Powdered (laughs) cheese. By the way, our good friend Homemade Delish, who's been on the podcast, saw her on TV the other morning. Fox. She's got a great, this is a great idea. Making coffee mug meals. Yep. You see this? Like, you want to make an omelet. You're lazy. You want to get the pan out and put the butter in. You get a coffee mug. You break and you were a on TV eggs. the same morning. It was I like know. a blitz. It was See what happens when you're on this podcast? Exactly. You, I was on TV on Comcast doing yeah. uh, Breakfast with Broads and or something like that. And me and Luigi were on the toilet. Breakfast <laughs> with Broads. <laughs> breakfast <laughs> with Broads, I think the show is called. There's two Broads. Now, Breakfast on Broads. Breakfast on Broads. And the two ladies <laughs> on the show. The lovely Jillian Mealy, who's a good friend. Very lovely. And what do you mean she's all right? Have you seen her in person? Yeah, who's the other one? Who's the other? Sarah Who? Baker. And Sarah Baker, who's a big hockey uh, guru. Yeah, I could tell. Guress. Can you call a woman a guru or a guru Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Be nice. Jillian Mealy is absolutely yeah, she's, uh, stunning. She saves postgame. I mean, you know. From, Not only even mean. From the I obvious mean, like, drawbacks. She's a great lady. She's funny. She's smart. And if you see her in person, she's even. She looks better. Oh, she's in one of those who looks better. On TV. And yeah. Sarah is amazing. Who? I mean, Sarah Baker. Oh, she's, yeah. she's fantastic. She's, she, like, knows Everything about hockey that you could possibly she want. She plays she's hockey, fun. and she's, really? she's okay. out there mocking and grinding really. in the corners. <laughs> and she's very, very funny. Yes, that was fun. So homemade delicious. So you get a couple eggs, and a lot of people know this, but this is like too simple. So you know, you want to get up. You don't want to make an omelet, right? So you get a coffee mug. You yes. break two eggs in it. Yeah, and then you scramble it in there. Put a little salt and pepper. Then you put some grit, some cheese, like some uh, and bacon or ham, and you throw it in. You stick it in the microwave for two minutes. Right. Boom, you got an omelet. Beautiful. No oil, no grease, right? And then it's hot, and you, and you take it to work with you. You do and a you little... And you can make uh, muffins, mm-hmm. yeah. cake. People don't think of it. That's simple. So when you're not killing zombies with your microwave oven... Right. There used to be a guy who had a TV show, Microwaves Are For Cooking. Remember that guy? Yes. yes. He would, like, make everything in the microwave. My, my ex-husband worked on that show. Really? Yes, and it was produced in San Francisco. And then it finally came to an end when he put a cat in there. Oh, and then, oh, and then, oh. The guy lost his marbles right. and started putting animals in the microwave. <laughs> and then they started Jeez. blowing up. <laughs> and my cats, meanwhile, just ran out of the room. Yeah, yeah really. I don't that. like to hear that. Except the, the one sleeping back here. Nothing phases. No, nah, okay. Yeah. Now, there's some real weird videos of people putting things in microwaves. Yes. Right. Disgusting, right? You've seen those, right? Yes. I have not. That's what the internet's for. I don't look that. for those things. Yeah. I don't look for them. They find me, Robin. <laughs> Flushing Skittles down the toilet. So you know, I get the sex <laughs> stuff stories. Like that. Skittles down oh, the yeah, toilet? Oh, yeah, they have that. Yeah. Wait a minute. What happens when you flush Skittles down the toilet? Marshawn just... Lynch appears? Beast mode. Exactly. He says, you know why I'm here. To take a dump. By the way, I got some stats for all you people who always give me these. This guy's better than this guy, and this guy's better than this guy. You have so numbers I'm, to back it up here? I, got, I, I, I do research. You have like a post-it. Show. Yeah, look at that. I got a little, no, this isn't even a post-it note. This was an addendum that I stuck oh, on addendum. there. I love it. About though. running backs, you know. Yes. Obviously, the Philadelphia Eagles are struggling with the running game. A little bit. And DeMarco Murray's being much maligned. He would have been better off in Dallas, and he probably would have been because yeah. they run that straight it's a ahead. system. But so, and then Shady McCoy, the guy that people bemoan the yes. Eagles getting rid of him, right? I got stats. And Ryan Matthews, the other guy yeah. who may be their best running back. So you want use. some numbers from those three guys, a little comparisons? 
because everybody's crying about uh, about uh, the guy who went to Kansas City. Uh, the receiver, Jeremy Macklin. Jeremy Macklin, yeah. Jeremy Macklin, who I know, and we talked to at the Super Bowl, Robin. Remember Class we were in Arizona? Nice guy, right? We're at the Madden. I've known, Jer- I've known Jeremy Macklin. I've done things with him, with, mm-hmm. with contests and stuff. I've seen him in bars and hung out with him. So we're, we're in Arizona at the Madden party. Uh-huh. Jeremy Macklin's there, and Teddy Bridgewater's there. A lot of NFL players are there, and they're all great guys. Teddy Bridgewater was a phenomenal interview. I played it on one of the earlier podcasts. So I say to Jeremy Macklin, Jeremy, what's going on, man? Do you want to come back to the Eagles, or you want to go out and go somewhere else? And he said to me, and I and I trust you. And he's not he's not BSing me. He said, "Well, you know, I want to come back here, but my agent keeps telling me to go out and test the waters. You only get the opportunity to be a free agent every once in a while, and then you go out and you test the waters." And so his agent said, "Test the waters." Eagles made him an offer. Andy Reid, who 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 drafted him. Then gave him more money, and he went to Kansas City. He's from Missouri. Went to, actually played at Missouri, right? And so he took the money and went there. Mm-hmm. So it's not like the Eagles didn't try to keep Jeremy Macklin. His right. agent got him the better deal, right? And I put the numbers out there. He has the same number of catches, thirty-nine mm-hmm. catches, as a guy who can't catch the football, Jordan Matthews. Did mm-hmm. you know that? Really? Now Jeremy Macklin has more yards, total right. yards, but they each have one touchdown, thirty-nine catches. Yet wow. you would think. Because Jeremy Macklin has a lot of yards, yeah. but he doesn't get into the end zone. Exactly. So but it's, the, it's the vitriol of the uh, you know the fans. Exactly. And else, Speaking know? of vitriol, yes, a man who never has any. He's always mild mannered. He's always happy to see me. I'm always happy to see him. Uh, who isn't? We haven't seen him in a while though. Actually, last time I saw Joe was at the golf tournament for the USO last year here in suburban Philly, and he was great. He was the speaker, and uh, I haven't run into him. Did I see you in Arizona at the Super Bowl? Uh, no, no, you didn't. As a matter of fact, Joe Thiesman. No, no, you. Hi, hi, Tony. How are you, man? I always I'm do wonderful. my joke. I always say Joe Thiesman, which does not rhyme with Heisman, and that's that an old correct. joke. And we always do that. Well, Joe, how are you, by the way? First off, um, well, I'm uh, Mr. Brino. Um, we're going to change you to Tony Brino, and <laughs> Brino? Then the people that know you can call you Bruno. By the way, I have one question <laughs> for you, Tony. Brino. No, wait a second. Let's talk. You know, Tony Brino. Tony Brino's got like a Philly ring to it. You Brino? Know? Brino, yeah. Tony, hey, Tony Brino, come over here. No. Tony Bruno. You know, people's Are you kidding me? Box. Bruno can't be more hey, yo, because Bruno. Yeah, but it's been used a lot. You know, you ought to come up with something a little different, like Brian. Like my real like, name? Yeah, like your real name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> By the way, Joe, i got to ask your reaction to this before we get into the serious football discussion. Your reaction to something that happened down with your former team, and I know you still live down in the D.C. area, with the great, great man that we talked about last year, Kirk Cousins. What were your thoughts when you heard him walk out into the tunnel and say, You like that? You like that? Did you like that, Joe? <laughs> I love it. I mean, you know, I, I just love, I love, I love emotion when it comes to the game, and I love a passion, and, you know, for Kirk, it's been, it's, it's been a battle, let's face it. I mean, he came in as the fourth-round pick. Robert was the sovereign son coming in, and, you know, he has patiently waited for this opportunity. And, you know, the game against Atlanta, um, you know, Brian Grant fell down. He winds up throwing a pick six. They lose the football game. And, you know, it eats away at you. It doesn't, there's, as a quarterback, you don't rationalize as to why something happened, nor do the fans. They saw you throw it. They saw the other guy go the other way. Whatever happens, nobody cares. And, you know, you want to be able to play at a certain level. And I think Kirk's continuing to grow and get better and better. I mean, this is a football team that he played, uh, you know, he played a couple of games without Jordan Reed. Um, they played without, again, they played the Jets without Jordan Reed, without Trent Williams. So you wind up with either one of them. And it becomes a much more difficult situation to be able to execute the things that you need to do. So I was happy for him last week, certainly coming back from 24 downs, not the way I think the Redskins want to script anything, but I was happy. And, you know, you complete 33 out of 40 with no touchdowns and three and uh, with no interceptions uh, for 300-plus yards. You've had a pretty darn good afternoon. Yeah, you're right. And then the one thing that I, I brought this up last week, before the game last week, which is interesting when you look at the stats, in the games – Prior to the win, in the three games that the uh, in the in the three games that the Washington Redskins had lost, in each one of those games, he had thrown two interceptions in each game. In the games that he's won, he has not thrown an interception. So obviously, sure. the, remember the Eagle game? I mean, they didn't could they couldn't get pressure on him. He was standing there. 
confidently, and he came back. And the one thing I'll say about, uh, about Kirk Cousins is one thing that I noticed more than anything else, talk about injuries and players, when he gets the ball down and he has it, this guy is unflappable. And you know, and I knew in that game when Tampa, when Tampa didn't score a touchdown and, may, and kept it a six-point game, I knew he was going to drive the field and get that touchdown. He knows he's going to drive the field and get the touchdown, and there's no fear or even thought that he's not going to get a first down or keep matriculating the ball down the field as the great uh, – Well, he did, it, you know, he did it against Atlanta. He got yes. in his position to kick the field goal, and they were driving against Atlanta. You know, and you look at the interceptions. One, the ball was low to Pierre Garçon in the Jet game. I think that might have been the game that got picked off. The Atlanta game, you know, receiver falls down. I mean, and, you know, it's, it's, you know, and then other guys make great catches for you. And so it's, it sort of evens itself out as time goes on. But, you know, Kurt, having the two weeks off, coming back the way they did, winning the football game in preparation for the New England Patriots coming up here in a week or so, uh, this has been a very good week for the Redskins. It's one that they needed. Been, there's been a lot of heat for the last year and a half. So, this is one where the, everybody got a chance to take a deep breath and get ready for the second half of the season. Well, I know what it'll do. It'll calm down all the people who think that RG3 is getting screwed and they need the time to go back to him. Here in Philly, meanwhile, you know, you got the whole Sam Bradford thing and people are upset. He throws interceptions. Yet he threw those five interceptions in those two games, but they didn't really cost the team because they won easily over New Orleans and then in the following week. Yet, you know, Sam Bradford, every time he throws the football, people, and he's got guys dropping the ball, Joe. I don't know how much you've watched that. Tony, that, I was, I was going to go there with you. I don't, you know, once it leaves your hands, you can't do a darn thing about it. And I think in the case of Sam, I think Sam's still feeling his way back into being a starter. We forget he had a lot of time off, didn't play in the preseason. The guys had a year plus off. And it's, it's, you know, our position, no position is a flip-a-switch position. It takes time to work yourself back in to understand what Chip wants. You know, Chip's decided that he, he, doesn't, he doesn't want all pro wide receivers that are small. He wants big people. And that's, and that's certainly his prerogative as the coach. But, you know, you get rid of Deshaun, you get rid of Macklin. You know, two guys who can do certain things. And now you've got a younger group of guys who seem to have trouble holding on to the football. And then you go and get a DeMarco Murray, who's a running back, and you try and make him into LaShawn McCoy. LaShawn McCoy's a better you know, receiver all the way around, I think, than DeMarco Murray, who's a, a wonderful runner. Ryan Matthews is a guy that comes in and just spells people. And Darren Sproles is always going to be Darren Sproles. But to me, you know, it, it looks in Philly like there's some round pegs trying to fit into square holes. And our business is not that complicated. You know, you, you catch the football when it's thrown to you. What about that concept don't these guys understand? You're going to get knocked around anyway. You know, this was, I used, Art Monk and I used to talk about this all the time. You know, hey, and, and, and he caught everything, as well as Charlie Brown, all the guys I played with. And, and their, their thing was, hey, Joe, if I catch it, I'm going to get the crap knocked out of me. If I don't catch it, I'm going to get the crap knocked out of me. So I might as well catch it. Here's the what interesting, an interesting concept. Yeah, but here's the amazing thing, Joe. You know, before the season, everybody's picking Baltimore and the Eagles as the she-she, uh, these two teams. And now Baltimore's an absolute disaster because they lost so many people, and they're 1-6, and six, and their season's pretty much shot, even though they've played in spurts. Now you got the Eagles going into the season. Everybody was saying, even though Chip made all these drastic changes, that he didn't want to be 10-6, and 10-6. and six. So the offense was not something that anyone even thought would be a problem. Meanwhile, the offense is the biggest problem. The defense, which has been much maligned, is now playing out of its minds, and their special teams have been probably the best in football for the last couple of years. So the biggest weakness for the Philadelphia Eagles is supposed to be their biggest strength, which is Chip Kelly's offense, and it's, it's exactly the opposite. But there's one other element that you didn't mention on the offensive side, and it's the offensive line. They, you know, their, their offensive line is somewhat young and not that, not that experienced. Yeah, and and he, here's, here's the other thing. You give defensive coaches enough time in this league to study what you do on the offensive side, they're going to find a way to make you do things you don't want to do. I think we'd be having a different conversation. Um, not that the coaches are going to be able to figure out totally what Chip wants to do, because, heck, if you're a football fan, you know that what Chip Kelly wants to do is push the ball down the field. These are not dink and dunk routes. These are routes that move the ball down the field. These are, are routes that are 18, 20, 20 yards, 25 yards down the field. He's a chunk guy. And 
if you don't catch it, you're going to come up with second and ten. And you, you talk about that defense. They're on the field a lot because Philadelphia's offense creates a whole lot of real quick free and outs. Yeah, but slowly, and, Joe, the last couple of weeks, for example, the Sunday night game, they did something which they haven't been doing, which is they ran 20 more plays because I had the screen up where you have the, you know, the plague. So they had time yep. of possession. They won time of possession. They won because more plays. Because you have a very expensive unit where you can see everything. Well, no, I just have regular Comcast Xfinity cable, and then you can put the screen on the side where it shows I plays. I know that. So they ran 20 more plays in the first half. They ran, <laughs> they ran 45 plays to 25 plays. They had the right. time of possession, which everybody complains about, that Chip doesn't care about. They had three turnovers that their defense forced, and they were in the game other than drops and some, and some problems with the offensive line and the running game, for the most part, that's another game where if one guy on one play doesn't jump offside, one guy doesn't drop a touchdown pass, you put that all together, you have to play an almost perfect game on the road in a place like Carolina to win, and they're unable to do that against good teams. Uh, and, that's, and Carolina's a really good defensive football team. I did a show this morning down in Carolina, and they're sort of scratching their head saying, how are we 6-0? and They're playing great defense. And they've got a quarterback who can make plays is phenomenal. You know, Cam's, Cam's not the greatest thrower of the football. And, and it's an area where I think he, as he grows, that football team will even get better. Plus, remember a year ago, they lost their top five receivers. This is a retooled football team, and, and Greg Olson has stepped up big for them. Mm-hmm. But you know, off, as, as a wide receiver, here's a question I pose to you and all the Philadelphia fans that are listening. Well, not just Philadelphia. People listening all over the world now, Joe, on this oh, podcast. I'm sorry. Jeez, I'm, excuse me, Mr. Brino. I mean, you uh, don't are Don't forget, like people listening in, in Europe, uh, they're listening in Belgium. They're listening in Greece. They're listening in Holland? In, in Holland, in the Netherlands. In fact, we have somebody on the line right now listening, and let's, let's see if we can hear them. Oh, you know what they're doing? They're, they're running somewhere. I can hear their wooden shoes. No, no, I can hear them. I think they're just firing up a bong. But that's what oh, they do okay. over there. See, they, well, that's, see, that's possible. That's Amsterdam. Yeah, that's what's um, Robin, Robin. You know, Miss Robin's from there, so that's why I always say that, and she says that that doesn't happen there. <laughs> Joe, I want to thank you that you specifies Amsterdam. <laughs> Because let me tell you, it drives me nuts. Every time I mention the Netherlands, he like acts like the entire country is like that. Because I asked the question, when you ask somebody, when you think of Holland or Amsterdam, what are the first three things that come to mind? And, I, and it, the, everybody says the same thing, and then Robin gets mad and says, no, it's windmills, it's the Anne Frank Museum, it's uh, history. And I'm like, no, what are the first three things, Joe Theismann, that you think of when you think of Amsterdam or Holland? I'm like, Do you Amsterdam? No, if you think of Amsterdam, yes. Holland is different. Okay, Amsterdam, what are the first three things, Joe? Um, Van Gogh, because I studied him in school. <laughs> um, tulips, because they have a great tulip festival. And a park where you can get anything you want, anytime you want, that describes anything you need. Nah, you're just sucking up to Robin here. Come on, Joe. No, Rob, I, Rob I, 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 was in Amst- I was in Amsterdam. I know what it's like. Have, Tony, have you been to Amsterdam? Uh, no, but I did have an Amstel light oh, the other oh, night. I know. See? I know. See? Stop, Tony. Tony, you could have stopped right after no. Okay? That's all we needed to know. And I don't right, even, like, I'm not even hey, into Tony, it. have you been to Amsterdam? No. Okay, let's move on to the next subject. And I, anyway. have, and I don't even like marijuana or uh, women in windows with red lights. So it's not even a matter to him. That doesn't matter to me. I just there want to are say, other parts of Amsterdam. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> right now, I like Joe way better than you, Tony. Thank I'm just you. Saying. Well, Joe and I Robin, never got is, along. Uh, I feel for you, Robin. I That's was my wife's name. I know. And, and, you know. I tell her. I tell her that all the time. When regards to me, how is Robin? You know, by I, the way, I haven't seen her in forever. Robbie's doing. Robbie's doing great. She's she's working on the house here, and she's just done a magnificent job with her home here in Virginia. And she's she's got an unbelievable eye when it comes to decorating. I mean, I, my wife is really, really, really great. I asked her one day, I said, why don't, why don't you just go ahead and, you know, consult and design? And, and she said, no. And I said, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but um, she's, she's extremely talented, I can tell Does you Does she that. say, Joe, why don't you just go out and play golf every day? Oh, no, that's right, you're ready to do that yeah, anyway. Yeah, she encourages me. She says, honey, why don't you, oh, honey, wait, hold it. You forgot your golf clubs. Yeah, I, I get that often. <laughs> Joe Thiesman joining us. It's Joe Thiesman, but it's really G- Thiesman, and that's an ongoing joke. I actually told my buddy Luigi last week that when we worked at ESPN together... We oh, used you to... mean Luigi? Luigi, yeah. yeah. Who's Luigi. Italian, by the way, too. Remember when we worked at ESPN and we used to have those... those we have the big newsroom, and then there were, there were cubicles. So you had the walls that were like halfway yeah. up, and Joe would be all the way on the other side of the room, and we would throw the football around. And I said to, I said to Luigi... 
Joe Theismann, even across the room, just flicking his wrist, just throw the football with velocity right. that you're because most people don't have catches with nah, guys nah, who nah, played nah. in the NFL. You know, right. you're having a catch with your Stunod buddy who thinks he's a player. Right. But I mean, you you still have pretty good arm strength, don't you? Can you throw a ball fifty yards in the air right now, Joe? Tony, I can't throw a ball fifty feet. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, you I maybe call Chip Kelly then. <laughs> I have two partial pairs of my rotator. And here's the thing. I've been thinking about getting it fixed just to be able to throw again. I, really, the one thing that I miss so much as I travel around is being able to throw the ball around. Like if I go to a game, I miss throwing the ball around. But then I thought, well, this is really stupid. You're going to go get your shoulder done, put yourself through the worst surgery you could go through, rotator cuff surgery, just to throw a football when it doesn't affect your golf game. So I'm starting to get my priorities in order. Yeah, you don't want to go through that just no. to be able to show off and throw a football with your Super Bowl ring on. You know, just... Actually, two of them, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> yeah, but do you wear your Notre Dame ring? Because you're coming to our house, Joe. Are you coming here for the Notre Dame Temple game Saturday uh, night? I can't, I can't. Actually, I'm on my way to Vancouver to shoot a movie, so I'm not going to be able to make the, uh, the uh, Temple game. But I, I, did, uh, I did talk about Temple. I think it's great. I congratulate them. I think it's, you know, when they're 7-1, that's a heck of a record for a, uh, for a great team. And they no, put they're together 6-0, oh, Joe. They're one heck of a oh. terrific football team. They're 6-0, and oh, about to be 7-0. and oh. How are they going to be 7-1? and one? Oh, I'm sorry, 6-1, and one. excuse me. I'm sorry, 6-1. No, Notre Dame 6-1, and one. Temple 6-0. And, oh. and that's my school, by the way, my alma mater, and I believe they will find a way to shock your fighting Irish on Saturday night, Joe. You know, Tony, I, I think this requires a little bit of a little bit of um, dinner. Uh, oh, we're gonna make a little uh, wager. Betting. Yeah, I think so. I have I a bet. With, I, I have a bet with Charles Barkley on the Cowboys. I'm not gonna money, but I will say this: that we will. Um, I've got to be in Philadelphia coming up here in the not too distant future. All right. And I'm gonna find you, and you and I are gonna get together. And I'm going to allow you to buy me dinner after I win. But it was, that can't be a straight-up win. The Notre Dame's favorite by like ten and a half points. Oh, well, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Did, did in our prior conversation did anything come up about favors or not favorites? No. You just you got to give said, me points, Joe. You went to te- uh, You just went. You said I went to Temple, <laughs> and we're going to beat Notre Dame. They could beat Notre Dame. To me, well, no they way. don't have to beat Notre Dame. See, it, this is the problem. If, if all the people that went to Temple felt like you did, they would come in with such doubt. I don't have doubt. I think, I think a lot of people, because I got, when College Game Day announced that they were coming here instead of Pullman, Washington, I got all these hate tweets. Oh, yeah, because Temple, Temple's been bad. I, I know that. The last time they were good, I was there when Steve Joachim was the quarterback <laughs> back in the 70s, and when Wayne Harden was the coach. But the thing, they're 6-0, and and you know what, what I watch when I watch this team, Joe? And I saw it against the Penn State game. They haven't been able to beat Penn State in 47 years, and they didn't just find any, they didn't just get a lucky bounce. I mean, they dominated Penn State, and when they won that game, they started believing that you know what we're pretty good, and they're not afraid of anybody. And they played ECU last week, and they were down, and they came back late and won the game. So, am I saying did, that they're going to beat the end Notre of that Dame? ECU game? Yeah, I mean that was a great because it looked like they were going to lose, and they were going to be. It was uh, one know. of the most bizarre games. That's probably. The most bizarre two minutes I've seen in a, in a college or professional game in a long time. It was crazy. I mean, ECU is going to ice it. Yep. And then Temple's going to ice it. And then everybody kept trying to figure out a way to lose it. Now, I, I listen, I'm excited for Temple. I, I think, and I'm excited that Notre Dame's playing them because, you know, being, they're 6 0. Notre Dame's 6 1. Notre Dame's ranked number nine, I think, in the nation. Um, the other place I live has is, is got a, a terrific situation Memphis. We have a young kid down there by the yeah. name of Paxton Miller, and I kept listening to, I kept listening to the Michigan State game, and everybody's talking about Cook is this, Cook is that. Paxton Miller is a much better quarterback. He's six seven, moves like he's six three, can throw it all over the park, and is just a real talent. I mean, he's, I think he's the best college football quarterback out there because he does have legs, and he's got the unbelievable ability to be able to throw the football and to be that tall and have the athletic dexterity that he does is quite impressive. Is he a first-round pick? I think so, absolutely. Well, look around the league. I mean, there's 32 teams, Tony. Ten of them need quarterbacks. If he's not a first-round pick, then you, know, you and I ought to take up knitting or something or go to Amsterdam or something. Well, if I, I'm going to go to Amsterdam. Robin, so. can, Robin can hook us up over there with some jobs. Oh, yeah. Maybe we can radio in Amsterdam. How's that? There is. Uh, you, but I think Tony needs to put – 
his money where his mouth is regarding this bet. Yeah, we need to make it's some dinner, sort of right? a way. Yeah, because I got a dinner with I got a bet with Charles about the Cowboys because he said the Cowboys are going to win the division. This was before the season. Yeah. I said the Eagles are going to win the division. It's still a right. toss up because the whole division's a disaster in the NFC East. So we got to make a Notre Dame Temple bet. Okay. For dinner, it's dinner. You dinner. come here, it's you have my number. Dinner. You call me, I'll take you to a fine Italian restaurant. Good. Whatever restaurant, the restaurant of your choice, as long as it's not uh, Del Frisco's, because I can't afford to go there. Well, I, how did you know what I was thinking? <laughs> you know what? We'll, you we'll just, go to Del Frisco's. You know, I, I know the hey, people there. Listen, I just this is perfect. It's Del Frisco's. Okay. <laughs> Whoever wins, the other person pays. Okay, thank we'll you. do that. But, thank but you, you for gotta, bringing up Del Frisco's. But I you got to give me a couple points, Joe. Am I'm going to give you here? two points. I'm going to give you two points. When you take the putter back, don't loop it. <laughs> and the other one, the other one is, is fire your hips first, or else you're going to wind up cutting the golf ball all the time. Those are two really good points I want to share with you. Uh, I can't believe I'm doing a Del Frisco dinner bet where I'm supposed to be getting ten and a half points. It's an outrage. It's, but 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 hey, but but let's look at it realistically. Notre Dame is six and one. Right? They're a better team. There's no doubt they no, got no, wait a material. As, Bino, as our old buddy Bino Cook used to say, they got material now. They got material. Yeah, they got material. Remember Bino used to say they got material? <laughs> They're better Notre on Notre Dame is 6-1. and one. Temple is undefeated. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's all, that's all we can say. <laughs> and no, they no. have heart and dry, and they want it more. And, where's, and, and here Robin brought up with a great point. They're playing with heart. They're playing with enthusiasm. Notre Dame has to travel on the road to a hostile environment. Oh, yeah, <laughs> where the stadium will be mostly <laughs> Notre Dame fans or fake Notre Dame fans. That's a good point. Or it's anybody who's Irish <laughs> yes. in the Philadelphia area, which exactly. is basically half of the population right, right. of South Very Philly. intimidating for Notre Dame on that. Come on, Saturday. Joe. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, it's funny. We used to play when back at old Fulton County Stadium down in Atlanta. Of course, before you had the Falcons and, you know, to, to, and as, as an established team, or before you had uh, the Carolina Panthers and all the teams in the South Tampa Bay, there were just tons of Redskin fans from Washington, D.C. on down. And so when we used to go to Fulton County Stadium, there were more, no, uh, there were more Redskin fans in that stadium than there were Falcons fans. It was, it was just a shock. No, I hear you. It's the same thing in San Diego. The poor, you know, the poor Chargers are out yeah. there. There's all Steeler fans when they're yeah, playing. Yeah. They travel well. But I got to play this, Joe, and I really appreciate coming on. But I got to play this for you just tonight to get my Temple University football owls and Matt Rule fired up. Saturday night, ABC prime time, baby. The cherry and the white. The Temple University football owls, Joe. Fear the owl. Feel the bird of prey. Are they birds of prey too, like the Falcons and the Eagles? Was uh, it- are they? Yeah. Would you consider the owl a bird of prey? Who? Owl. Who? The temple owl. Who? <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> this is good stuff. <laughs> I know one thing. If you see an owl in a tree and you think it's just a pretty little bird, it'll rip your eyes right out, baby. <laughs> Especially the one lives on Broad Street. <laughs> exactly. Joe Theismann, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite Tony, guys. I have, Tony, I'm feeling a little bit like Dick Clark now. I give that song a four. Um, it's easy to dance to, but I don't understand the words really well. No, but I guess it was the instrumental version, and I don't want to sing the fight song because I can't rematch. sing. <laughs> Joe, always good. Let, seriously, when you come to town, give me a call. We'll go out. <laughs> All right, Joe. Where'd he go? Is he still there? You still there, Joe? I hear the phone line. There, oh, there oh, I think he's he was oh, Wow. What did you do, put me on mute for a second? When you well, come to no, sing- I just said, you know, I feel like Dick Clark. I it's, know. Uh, you know, it's easy to dance to, but the you know words are a little hard to understand, and I give it a four. Thank on, you. Uh, welcome to American uh, Football Bandstand. I'm getting deja vu. All right, Joe. Now, you know, now, the other thing you could do is you could fire up the real fight song. I know. Actually, uh, you know, I've said this a million times. I mean, I don't, the Notre Dame fight song is great. But to me, I, the yeah. greatest fight song in college football, and I'm not a fan of this. I think the Michigan fight song may be the greatest fight song of them. I know they're rivals, and, but do you think the Michigan fight song is good? I think it is good. I think it is, is it good. the best? Hey, speaking, speaking of colleges, yes. I say this to anyone that ever gets an opportunity to watch. <laughs> what is going on back here? 
Wait, you don't even know the words of the number they fight song? It was my job to score touchdowns and everybody else's to sing. <laughs> Good answer. The great Joe Thyman. Last thing, Joe. One of the things I always find funny whenever we, wherever I'm with you, wherever we are, People walk up with as many Notre Dame helmets uh, for Joe to sign as they do Washington Redskins helmets. Yep. Would you say it's 50-50, Joe? Tony, I'm not putting you on mute. All I hear is the song. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll get it out of there. There you go. When people walk up to you wherever you are and they bring up stuff like helmets for you to sign, Notre Dame and Washington, I've seen you many times, and I always see it's like almost 50-50. Is it, is it about 50-50 or... Or the breakdown of what people want you uh, will, will obviously Notre Dame fans and Washington Redskins fans both love you. But what's the helmet breakdown on people asking you to sign? Of oh, the hel- of helmets? Yes. I sign. Uh, it's about fifty-fifty. Mm-hmm. Like when we do when I do a show, um, you know, obviously Notre Dame um, really is all over the country. Um, if, if you're a professional football, is one where people I think find a team they like in a certain area and Washington's a little unique because it's such a transient city but um, the Notre Dame family is all over the place and uh, so I probably you know maybe 60 yeah 55 45 Notre Dame there you have it I said it was pretty close to 50 50 just based on the yeah. times I've been around you Joe we want to really yeah. appreciate you coming on the show man it's always great to talk to you and seriously when you come to Philly the game will be over and we'll, we'll solve this dinner bet man uh, absolutely. Hey, you can count on it, buddy. Believe me, and it's been too long. I hope to catch up with you again soon. Thank you so much, Joe. There he is, ladies. Take Let's care. give him a roaring round of applause. The great Joe Theismann. How great is he? <laughs> Boys, what do you think? Oh, it was great. I love him. It's a great interview. Yeah, Joe was good, man. Yeah. Joe's always been one of my be- favorite guys because when we were at ESPN and I left ESPN, he mm. and his wife were the first people to call me, mm. and we went out to dinner. And you can so tell he's always, a class act. He is, and he's just, you know, we he's just He's intelligent. Talk. Yeah. He knows actually what he's talking about, yeah, especially about the whole Amsterdam-Netherlands yeah. thing, and his wife's name is Robin. Exactly. What, what more could you want? And his name's Joe, which I like. His name is Joe, yeah, and exactly. he went to Notre Dame, and he's not even Irish. Right. Exactly. Although we did have our podcast at Moonshine, remember when we were talking about oh, Temple? That was, yeah, and that woman some, came up. And was she was very determined to get her point across. To you. <laughs> Let me tell you Who about the, before we get out of here tonight. Yes, on the podcast, time flies as always. It really does. Yeah. If you're looking for a car, a lot of people looking to new model years here, right? Mm-hmm. People getting rid of the car dealers are getting rid of the leftovers, and the 2016s are in. And you want to buy a new car, and you're looking for a car. It doesn't even have to be a new car. Go to a car dealership, uh, and and it's one of the certified true car dealers. You'll get the best price. You can go on the internet. You can do a lot of homework these days, which a lot of people do. They know the prices. They know the MSRP. But they still don't know at the very end whether they're getting the best deal on that car. That's where TrueCar comes in. TrueCar.com is the internet's car buying solution to determine a fair price on a new car. If you need something, chances are you find it on the internet. If you uh, want to find anything, you find it on the Internet, just like Joe. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Except True Car doesn't take care of dating problems. Right. On they take care of finding clarity on car pricing, which is very, very <laughs> difficult. If you do your research and you buy a car, go to True Car. The truth is car prices can vary even in your own neighborhood. So when you know the car you want and you're ready to buy it, there's only one place to go, True Car and the True Car app. No headaches, no hassles. Just the car you want at a price you can feel good about. Find out for yourself. Go to the TrueCar.com website. They have 10,000 TrueCar certified dealers that believe this is the new way to buy a car. This is the Tony Bruno Show. Boy, that was quick and fast. I know. That's what she said. I like it like that. (laughs) Do you like that? (laughs) Do you like that, Robin? Like that! You like that! Exactly. How many guys will be yelling that oh, in every conceivable situation yes. but themselves? you battle cries. <laughs> <laughs> you with your girl this weekend, right? Exactly. Or your wife or both. Exactly. And but, then you have a good night. You go out Halloween party. Wake the neighbors. Wake yeah. the neighbors. You go to dinner. You go out. The, the waiter comes right. Can I get you anything else? Babe, how was it? Yeah. And she says, <laughs> and the waiter comes up and says, You like that? You like that? That's really motivated waiter right there. <laughs> Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> Or you're uh, having a passionate moment. Exactly. Yeah. Or you're locked out of your house naked. Like exactly. Luigi. Like me. Yeah. But just put, I'm, trying to conceive, I'm trying to think of the, the situations that you would be in where you would utter those words. Mm-hmm. 
You know There's what I'm so saying? Many. They're endless. That's, it, Tony, it can happen at any second. Yeah. I mean, just say, give me an example. It's an in-your-face um, moment. Yeah. yeah. Let's see here. Uh, like you get out of a parking ticket, you know, and you walk out of 10th and Filbert. And then you get in the cop's face yeah. or the PPA guy's yeah, exactly. face or woman, and you say, You like that? Right. You like that? And you rip it up and throw it. <laughs> and then you promptly get arrested. <laughs> like when you go over, like if you go over, if you go over like a friend's house for, uh, if you go over, or like a friend come over to your house or something like that, you go to your parents' house and like they make you dinner, uh-huh. you know, and they go, how was, you know, was a, uh, you know, was everything good, mm-hmm. you know? It's like, oh yeah, you know, I, I, I liked it. You, you like liked that? It. You <laughs> like that? <laughs> they want, they want an answer, damn it. And then of course, you know, there's the obvious choice. Right, the when you're, you know, yeah, the moment of passion. I tried to stay away from the exactly. Now, would the woman get up and wait? Would the woman get up and say that, or would the man get up and say that? The man has to get up. The man. No, I could be either. Because we have no idea whether you did or didn't. (laughs) We don't care either. (laughs) We don't care. We're gonna take. uh, We're gonna take pride in it. No, seriously. Say you really, really, really please her. Yes. But the guy, if a guy knows, like he's really, really pleased her beyond anything imaginable. Right. Which is not normally the case with most guys. Right. You got the guy's got to get up and say, "You like that, right? You like that because you're proud of what you've been able to do, exactly. Which many times she didn't think you were capable of doing, right? Because most of the time she's saying, "Don't worry, it happens all men." (laughs) (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's not fine. Right? Don't Don't worry about it. Don't be embarrassed. It'll happen next time. (laughs) Exactly. Don't worry about it. I know you had a long day. You're stressed (laughs) out. But wait, let me ask Robin, what situation would a woman scream up and get up, jump up in the air like she just doesn't care? When her shoes fit. Yeah, when you go into a store. (laughs) Exactly. You go into a store and the woman takes out six boxes of shoes that you think that you like because you saw them on the You're like Imelda Marcos. How about this? How about when you get ready to go out, she's actually ready in five minutes. Oh, that never happens. Babe, you ready to go already? You like that? Yeah, exactly. You like that? You like that? There you go. It only applies to men. Yes. We have just determined (laughs) that there's no situation where a woman would say, you like that, you like that. Because so many situations are victories for us. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like Like walking and chewing gum at the same time. What about a dominatrix? Oh, well, that's... Yeah, that's... You got to pay for that. I don't want no parts of that, man. Yeah, that's really... Then, I mean, like, if she's, she's like, spanking you... No, it's still like that. whip. The dominatrix in the movies that I've seen... Would say, you know, tell me, no, is no, this no. good? Tell no, me, no, do you no, like no, it? No, 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 no. Yeah. So she's spanking is, him or whipping him or something, mm-hmm. and then she says in you a like high pitch, "You like that?" And, and then, then you say, voice. "Yes, mistress." Yes, yes. Uh, oh, that mistress has an Adam's apple. Sounds like exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a mister. <laughs> The hell movie was that? By the way, I was. Excuse before, me, your balls be, are showing. <laughs> before the uh, podcast uh, commenced, yes, we had an up. We have another update. We got to do this one though, and that, of course, is our good buddy Nathaniel Dotson, because we're getting closer and closer oh, yeah. and closer <laughs> to the moment of truth. That's right. The crash to bankruptcy. I couldn't find anything with the water supply. I can't find water breaking on the side on the uh, on the internet. Someone has not recorded the sound of a woman's water breaking. No, okay. Now that you said that, though, <laughs> I'll have to find yeah, something. Exactly. I actually was looking for water breaking sounds. It and needs there was to be like, like a way... dam bursting. Yeah, or exactly. Something like that, a water balloon hitting a wall or something. Yeah. So of course, Nathaniel's lovely wife is due. What's the date now? Like. A... Any minute. November yeah. 29th. So she's uh, got a couple of weeks. Less yeah. than about a month away. But on the first child, sometimes it's early. Right. Sometimes it's late. So you really don't know, right? Right. I don't know what the statistics are for first children. First children are normally late, yeah, right? Yeah, normally a little bit late. So I don't know what you're worried about, man. You got a month to go. I'm, I'm always worried. Well, well yeah, you always worry. Yeah, it's a hump stretch now. Yeah. I remember that feeling. Did you yell to her? Uh, you like that? <laughs> I think he, that, that was, was after the conception. That was the night they yeah, conceived, exactly, yes. Exactly. He didn't know at the ago. time. That was at the that, end of the dove. It, yeah, that was the end of the dove. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did it right. Come on. Yeah, he went to a nice joint. Yeah, exactly. Nice. He had it the set up like this. It wasn't yeah, it was like great. the Hub Motel or anything. No, it wasn't no, the like Motel. It was at Martinique down on Packer Island. No, it was a Motel 6, and the light wasn't even on. That's the worst part. He brought his own lights, Nathaniel. He brought his stage lights. Did we miss anything here that I I said I was going to do. Robin, I, don't know. I didn't get to the uh, down under. We still have update. two minutes. We still have two minutes. We have, by the way, we have a bonus podcast on Thursday for those listeners yes, during the day. That we'll be at correct. Tony Luke's. Now, of course, if you're listening to this on podcast one, it may have already happened. Uh, but on on Thursday, we will be at Tony Luke's from noon to two as part of the big uh, big toy drive for Toys for Tots. Every single year, bring an unwrapped toy. 
And this way, a disadvantaged children this holiday season will have something to open. Unwrapped this toy. Tony Luke's 12 to 2 on Thursday. If you are listening to this live and you can be there tomorrow, we'll be doing another podcast. Back-to-back podcast. Nice. Can I say, can I say that that is my favorite charity? Toys for Tots? Yeah. It's one of the great charities. And the Marine Corps yeah. and Abate, which is the organization locally that helps put this together. The motorcycle motorcycle guys, there's a big group yeah. of them. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, all they're great. And, and they, all, yep. they all take the, uh, the gifts on the motorcycles. Yep. We keep saying that there we're going to go with them on the scooter. Dude, there is nothing. <laughs> there's yeah, nothing. really, we're right behind them. <laughs> there is nothing sadder than, than, a, than a kid coming downstairs oh. on Christmas and mm-hmm. having absolutely, absolutely nothing under the tree. Yep. Yeah, you're absolutely never, right. And, then Meanwhile, and then you have everyone else running to the mall to return all the and stuff they Country on Earth, it shouldn't happen. Yeah, exactly. All right? Exactly right, man. Take a right. second, step out, and, and just, right. just think how lucky you are and how Absolutely. unfortunate just a little kid is who can't even open a toy. Well Meanwhile, said. you're bringing everything back. Yep. I can't stand people I know. like that. It's the worst. It's an outrage. But there's a lot is. more of them nowadays, unfortunately. Outrage. Meanwhile. It's an outrage. Thank you, Mr. President. <laughs> Now, we got to do this Australian Open before we get out of here. Please. Australian Open. Was no, not golf it's or a tennis, tennis match. No, yeah. it's not golf or tennis. <laughs> And I love accents. I mean, I think the Aussie accent, especially on women, is really sexy. Is it? I think so. It's an, uh, the I British love... accent, the French accent to me is the best, though. A ah, oui, oui. woman speaking French. I don't I trust you. Ah, Mon cher. I don't trust them. Ah, I don't oui. trust, I don't trust them, but they sound like sexy. Gomez used to like They could be mad at you, and it sounds sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, let's go to I your... Let's go yeah. down under. They're French, so they give up right away. Let's so. go down under with Miss Robin. Get out. So to speak. <laughs> For two minutes? Let's go down. That's all that we happens. have. Uh, for two minutes. This is a quick journey uh, down yeah. under. I won't even cramp your neck. Uh, anyone for scuba? <laughs> <laughs> Dateline Australia. <laughs> Victoria University public speaking and communications tutor and lecturer Dean Frankel has studied the Australian accent extensively and has discovered... That it's not the South Philly accent? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. discovered that one of the reasons why people complain that they cannot hear and understand Australians because of their mumbling or whatever it is, the excuse that they have. It's Cockney, isn't it? No, no, that's that's, not Australian. That's British. That's British. Is because way back when the the emigrants came over from England and other places... They were all alcoholics. Alcohol was a huge part what? of no, those I had that immigrants. Long trip over here. And alcohol slur was introduced <laughs> by the early settlers and has stuck. Alcohol slur? An wow. alcoholic slur. Me and Robin had that a few podcasts ago. Yes, we did. Up and had a, that <laughs> liquor. a rapture. Yeah, exactly. It was a rapture. The one Wait, thing- isn't that a new uh, drink? At most bars the now. Alcoholic slur. <laughs> alcoholic slur. Yeah. Right next to the uh, sex on the beach yeah, and the, the red-headed beach. slut. And the slow gin fizz. Yeah, right, yeah. right. Was there a red-headed slut drink, too? Yes, there, there is. is. Okay. There's a red-headed slut hanging around somewhere. The, right? the, yeah. Depends on which bar. The one thing in common all the cultures had when they came to Australia was uh-huh. alcohol, and it brought people together. And the early stages no, of colonial does. Australia happened under the influence. And given that speech is like the flu and is contagious, when people talked... They were handing these habits down. Wow, I did not know wow. that. So they became like learned over time. Yes. So, yes. so because they were so inebriated all the time, uh-huh. their children then learned how to speak like that, right. and thus and they passed it on. They passed right? it on. How about that? So that there is no, he says, there is absolutely no doubt that alcohol in our culture impacted our speech, and that we are now teaching our children to speak drunk. Oh, well, aren't we all? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll be speaking drunk and big uh, <laughs> at the same time this weekend. <laughs> now, I find that fascinating. It is. That they were drunk that much Yeah. that it has affected their speech patterns. We're drunk because we're running over on the podcast exactly. tonight. And on that note, as I play the theme from Crocodile Dundee, which no one will recognize because it's the only Australian thing I can think of. Paul Hogan. I know. I just got yeah. rid of it. There you go. But we want to thank everybody for participating. <laughs> On this National Chocolate Day, we want to thank the government blimps for <laughs> yeah. landing in Bloomsburg, Pennsylvania. I thought that sir was a bunch of hot air when I first heard thank it. Thank you. Oh, to be honest, get one of these here. <laughs> you had to sneak one in there, Joe. Didn't we got to thank all the people listening on Mixler.com as we do it live every time on the podcast. Of course, Podcast One, all of our great sponsors, all the great listeners all over the world. Miss Robin, Luigi Curto. You can follow me at Tony Bruno Show. You can follow Robin at Miss Robin Austin. Luigi at Luigi Curto 22, C U R T O, no underscores, dashes, or any other nonsense. Of course, uh, the great 
Corrado. Jay Corrado. 19. 19, no underscore. Still over, uh, underscore free and gluten free. Exactly. Yes. Nathaniel Dotson, who is Tutvid, <laughs> at Tutvid. And of course, Matt Sarsh. Matt, do you have a Twitter uh, handle? He doesn't do Twitter. He doesn't have time for that. As somebody once said. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. I already said that. Thanks to everyone, too, who's been interacting with the show through social Absolutely. media all night long. These guys have been great. It, it's not, it hasn't been a dull moment on Twitter, Mixler, everything. And Joe Theismann, of course, for popping oh, in great. there. Joe was unbelievable. Great interview. He's all awesome. stuff. We were talking about throwing. We talked about everything. Everything. Yes. Including making a dinner bet. Yeah. We'll see you on the Thursday podcast, and we'll see you next week. Don't forget, Podcast One. If you want to hear this thing over and over and over again. And stay again. tuned for a big November 25th. Yes. Uh, Thanksgiving Eve. It's going to be awesome. Oh, so we're going to announce it before November 25th. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're going to probably announce it next week. we got big, big stuff coming up, nice. baby, in the holiday season ahead. So don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's a beautiful country. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Tony Bruno Show. We hope you'll make this a weekly visit. Download new episodes every Thursday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. Come back soon. The Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event is going on now. With everything you need to let the savings flow. Like the Moen Genta 4-inch faucet in brushed nickel finish for just 99 bucks. It combines a contemporary modern design with a spot-resistant finish for a beautifully clean look in your bathroom. Today is the day for doing and stylish updates at the Home Depot Days of Doing Bath and Kitchen event going on now. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. Offer valid October 5th while supplies last. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all stages or situations.